Hey everyone, this is Sensei Victoria Whitfield, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 122 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. And so in this podcast episode, I get the joy of introducing you to my good friend, Jorge Vasquez. He's a kick-ass coach from AmplifyMyImpact.com. Jorge, welcome to the podcast, brother. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. So I have gotten to receive coaching directly from you and also witness the impact that you've had in others' businesses. Like you are like no nonsense, like give it to us straight, awesome, powerful, empowering advice. And I'm curious because this may be the very first time that someone is getting to meet you, right, or, or encounter you. So in your own words, if you could describe just what do you do? But especially my favorite thing to learn is what are the three things that you're known for? Could you tell us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, certainly. So what I do is uh, support uh, impact-driven, heart-centered entrepreneurs on their marketing efforts online. I coach them through the tough spots. Uh, what Part of it is strategy. And the other part of it is mindset because uh, people, um, when they when they want to grow and scale, it's it's nice in theory. It's nice. It's a good idea. It's it's a dream, but then you 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 run into new challenges, new roadblocks, and and uh, that's the I'm like the the third person perspective that. And, and accountability that holds people to, to their feet to the fire. So uh, what I'm known for is, you know, leadership and personal development alongside mindset, but also um, I have a no-nonsense direct approach, like no bullshit, <laughs> you know, uh, where people often don't want to offend. Neither do I. However, I'm not being paid to be nice. I'm not being paid to be uh, a people pleaser. I'm being paid to make sure you hit your goals. And so uh, sometimes it's very uncomfortable for me to, you know, address something that, that I see uh, present and it becomes uh, a sensitive topic. But the people that come looking for me are are ambitious and so they're willing to put themselves through the trenches and so that makes it a little easier and it gives me full permission to go uh, places that i may not go in in typical regular everyday life relationships because uh it's it's under a completely different context so i it it's always permission based like like i don't i i can't go somewhere you're not willing to go and if you're not willing to hear and you're not willing to be coachable, then we're, we're sitting dead in the water because I can't be more committed to the outcome than, than the person that wants the outcome. And that's just, you know, what, you know, what's that saying? You could drag a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. My, you know, my commitment becomes my client's commitment. 
So as soon as they make a commitment to something and they express it and we agree that that's what the outcome is going to become, then it becomes my commitment to make sure I do whatever I can to make them hit their goal. Mm -hmm. And if that means getting in their face, that means getting in their face. If that means crying with them, then it's crying with them. It really challenges me and stretches me because I get to surrender my ego about certain things and being right about certain things and looking foolish. And so it's one of the greater joys. Um, but it's it's not to say that it doesn't come with its challenges. Yeah. You know, it, it, being vulnerable, everybody wants it. Everybody wants the benefit of being vulnerable, but they don't actually want to walk through the path of vulnerability. And I'm there with you. I'm there with everybody else. It's like, I love it. It feels warm and fuzzy. What? I have to expose something about my... No. That's... Yeah. I mean, I just get the warm and fuzzies and skip the sharing part. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, I, I'm... I think what makes it easy for people to open up with me is that I've been through quite a bit and and can relate I, like I could pick all sorts of examples and it was something that I ended up having to learn uh, the willingness to expose the journey I've been on so that people could understand that they're not alone mm. there's others others been there before and you know it's easier when you have a guide to walk you through it otherwise when you're alone it just becomes very 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 difficult mm. that is so true yeah, the situation may not be as difficult, but our perception and experience of the situation can make it harder than than what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so, that's it. That's me in a nutshell. Well said. I love it. I love it. And like, how cool um, is it that you're sharing from a space of you're aware of how difficult sharing can be <laughs> like, I, like i'm starting to have like a meta moment i'm like oh my gosh this is so good this, i'm getting all of the inspiration and you know what like that that i feel um is a sign when someone's like a really awesome coach is how self-aware that they are being on the journey with them like if you think of walking uh you know hiking with someone who's read about hiking versus someone who's like oh, i know what it's like to get exhausted on this part of the trail yep mm-hmm. like it's a whole nother level of presence so i just want to celebrate that about you for hey it's I coming out it. of course <laughs> yeah uh, and it, it and it's one of those those interesting facts like like the other thing i think that has uh, supported me in in my journey is that I'm, I'm always willing to go back in to be coached, to mm-hmm. put myself through the grind, to take myself to a whole new level, even on the things that I don't quite understand or necessarily agree on. Um, this past week, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I was in a train-the-trainer form with other people looking to become trainers. So there's there's coaches and then there's trainers. In the context that I come from, it, it's a much higher elevated operate out of. Mm-hmm. And 
as you were talking, you were saying, oh, this is a little meta because it got really meta in that room in that the master trainer is, is looking to teach people that want to become trainers. Then you become junior trainers or however the ascension is. And he let us know that if you want to get to the point of mastering being a trainer, you're going to need to do roughly two to 300 trainings. And in that line of work, you're usually doing maybe two, three, if you're really gun ho trainings a month. Mm. So if you do the math, it's going to be about 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. To get to that master level. And even then you're still learning. So it's very, very much like Yoda. It's like, it's a constant learning. There's constant push, constant. And it got really meta in there. We, he covered uh, one of the things that was a great reminder is, is listening. Mm. It's just listening. But if you t- take a deeper cut on it, it's, there's my listening from my filter, and then there's your listening from your filter. And to really get even deeper is knowing to listen to your listening so that I could speak into your listening and act, you know, activate stuff to get you moving in the direction that you want to move, not where I want you to go. So I have to surrender my desire of what I think it's right for you Mm -hmm. because you're, you know, it's, it's navigating it so that one, you're making choices. And secondly, you're being responsible for your choices and you're empowered to make those choices. I just may bring stuff to the surface or, or bring things to an awareness to where Hey, did you consider this? Did you see this? Did you not see this? Did you notice this about yourself? This is what I'm seeing in how you operate. And so listening to the listening of the listening and being aware of my listening as a listener, which so just got very combobulated. I was like, what just happened? Like my mind just exploded and I was like, oh, great. Oh, I love that. And I, and I had this lesson about eight years ago when I went through it the first time. Oh my gosh, yes. So it was it was amazing how far I've come because it made perfect sense when he explained it to me. It was just a great reminder. I remember the first time when I went through it, I, I, I was just lost. I was just dumbfounded. I was like, dude, man, I I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> and he put that in perspective as well he was like when you think about of all the knowledge in, in the universe and how big vast the universe is and how much we know it's so minute like in that case everybody's done because nobody knows you know not even a fraction of a percent <laughs> so the universe is 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 intelligence it has its own intelligence and it's always working uh it never stops and it could work for you and through you always Always. absolutely so with that being said though i'm curious like um i remember as i was reading through the notes like what what was the point that you decided to become a coach because here you are like having these formative experiences working on your own understanding and your own ability to, to communicate, to listen, to train, and to, to show up with presence. Mm-hmm. 
but what what was like what happened there like why did you <laughs> what so the tipping me? point for me that got me in, on this on this path about oh my god it was in 2007 oh my 2007 um so I became a, a, a father at a very young age. I was uh, uh, 20 years old when my daughter was born. And a lot of things went sideways. I had to drop out of school. I, you know, so many different things. And it, uh, over the years, you know, with unfortunately, a, a, you know, parenting can become very sensitive and parents could be at opposite ends and, and and because of hurt feelings of the relationship, uh, sometimes utilize the kid as a as a leverage point, and uh, that's how I felt. I felt like you know, because I see plenty of fathers that don't want to be involved in their kid's life, and I here here I am trying to be in, involved in my in my daughter's life, and and it's almost like a punishment because there's some women that don't want the guy in, involved, and they like make their life hard the guys had life hard and so you know max max was um being a bit of a challenge but rightfully so i just couldn't see it i just couldn't see it at the time uh, i could she have handled things a little differently to have it be conducive to both and create a win-win certainly um but at the time i was operating very much as a victim and you know, poor me. And she was, she was just trying to look out for, for her, our daughter and, and herself. And, um, and this awareness only came about because I, I got to a, a point of just being sick and tired of being sick and tired, miserable, couldn't keep my head above water, couldn't find opportunities. And that also was not a fact. <laughs> it was just my interpretation of, of the events. And, you know, I remember, I remember reading uh, a quote, you know, it's very difficult to make uh, uh, positive outcomes with a negative mindset. And so uh, I got desperate. Uh, I lost my job. You know, this was uh, 2007. My daughter was born in, in uh, 98. So almost a good while later. Um so I was very depressed. I lost my girlfriend, lost my job, struggling with, you know, keeping my daughter visitations and child support and everything. I, I was just in a dark place. And that was not the first time I had lost jobs and girlfriends and relationships. And so I reached out to a friend of mine and he had introduced to me this personal development workshop and training two years prior and I declined it. I declined it because when I went to the event for all the guests, uh, everybody was way too happy for me. They were just <laughs> huggy and and amped up and I was like, dude, you guys are weird. You guys are just weird. Um, but like I said, two, two years later, I got desperate. I was just in a, in a major funk where everything was falling apart. And so I couldn't afford um, a psychologist and I did the math. I was like, wow, this is going to take forever. And I, I don't know that I could afford it. I, you know, I'm struggling uh, to pay child support. And so 
I reached out to him. He he gave me the contact information. And he's he let me know. I asked him like, will this work? He's all like, look. When I went through it, there was a lady that had lost her son in the middle of the training, and by the end of the training, she was celebrating his life. Wow! And she was free. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. And so I went through it, loved it. Went on to the second phase, loved that. Went on to the third phase. It became a four and a half month journey, almost five months from beginning to end. Um, and I was hooked. I was hooked. I loved the way the trainers uh, presented themselves, the way they carried themselves, their, their energy, their enthusiasm, their courage, their leadership. And so I decided that's what I wanted to do, become it become a trainer and so that's why I was in the forum two and a half weeks ago because I, I'm still pursuing that dream of becoming a trainer and so um, I just I just participated in as many trainings as I, I went back to staff and I coached a bunch of people and and in that environment you have a very short amount of time to make a difference in people's lives they dedicate you know a good amount of time this is not a, a three-hour workshop this is you know as little as six hours, as much as 12 hour days working with people, you know, for four to five days. And so it's very condensed, very, uh, concentrated and very fast paced. And so because we've always had a short amount of time, you don't have time to waste to say what you got to say and address what you got to address because the exercises and the support and the coaching are all there. And so people make, huge leaps and bounds uh, people have said and i could testify to it myself like i think i got you know at least five years of my life back in the sense of it would have taken me five years to break through this on my own mm. or through traditional therapy or, or what have you so uh coaching has been made fun of and under undervalued and underrated for such a long time and i'm glad that it's finally coming and having its space you know psychology went through the same thing when it first got introduced people called them kooks and whatever and so that's what got me into it that's what just the difference they made they they just imagine they flew in from out of state led the workshop flew out and these people's lives are radically changed for the rest of their lives. Like that's what I want to do. That's my dream. Yay. Oh, I love that. I love that. And so like, I know uh, receiving coaching has wholly and completely changed my life too. I mean, before I started getting personal coaching, I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn, baby. Yeah. Uh, but like, from um from a personal standpoint, I know that like what took me out uh, of my depression was being able to uh, be taken through that process of mindset shift, like bringing the power back from outside and bring it back inside. So amazing. And then being able to bring that type of a power transfer, which is, that's how I see coaching. It's like when mm -hmm. someone keeps hot potatoing their power outside of them, someone like a coach comes in and says, here's your potato back, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. 
Yeah. And so like to to on a personal level, life changing. Like I'm uh, listening uh, into your story. And by the way, yay! Thank you for being so open. This amazing, Jorge. Yeah. And but then taking it to oh, another context of business, like. So okay, from a, on a personal standpoint, being able to make sure that like whole, happy, and complete, mm-hmm. and then the the roller coaster of business. Like, what have you seen uh, coaching other business owners now that you taking this methodology and bring it you to trying to share their message? It's very interesting because when coaching first came around, oh, I'm a life coach, and then now it's expanded into you know uh specializations like i'm a marketing coach or i'm a business coach or i'm an executive coach i'm a romance coach i'm a sex coach and so all these different uh uh specialties but the truth of the matter is coaching is coaching is coaching it's just a matter of where you want to apply it and people that that I've worked with that are trying to get their life back in order to look out for like their personal side, like, oh, my house is a chaos and whatnot. I tend to often coach them on business. And then the business people that want <laughs> coaching on business, I tend to coach them on the personal life. <laughs> yeah, and they want to make more money thinking that more money is going to solve their, their personal problems. They don't come in talking about their personal problems, but with my, you know, investigative probing, I come to find out, oh, the reason you want, you know, more money is so that, so that you could retire the wife and so that she could spend more time with the kids and kids are acting up, da, 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 da. okay, so you want that solved. Okay, well, let's go talk, address that because whether you have money or not, you still need to get your kids back in order. Yes or no, you know, and so, um, Addressing those things, and interesting enough, when sometimes sometimes that becomes a blind spot where you think by focusing more on the thing that you think you need more that is going to get solved. Just like in dating, like every time you start searching and looking and looking harder and looking more, and like nobody's around to date you, nobody wants to date you, nobody, nothing. It's like when you get, you're like throw your hands up and you know what? I don't care anymore. Screw everybody. All of a sudden, everybody wants to talk to you. Because you show up, not as a heartless person, you, you, that's still at your core, but because you, you stop being needy and clingy and desperate and whatever else comes with, with you know, trying to force love ha- to happen. And so when certain aspects of life start working, other aspects can, can participate in, in, in that moving forward. Uh, so yeah, that's where uh, how it ends up being. And sometimes it is straight on strategy and straight on business and that tipping point. Um, and I think the, the world is becoming a, a bit more um, conscious. Their consciousness is being elevated. So where the typical song and dance like a monkey to get attention just doesn't cut it anymore people are done with the the bullshit they want real they want authenticity they want and that's the scary part to show up and and say hey here's here's where i'm at here's my flag i'm gonna put it down and if you don't like it 
go to the next camp. And so people are very scared there. They don't want to offend anybody. And, and, and you've heard it through, through, through some of the, the coaching and the training is like, you gotta, you gotta have an opinion. You gotta have an opinion. You gotta have a, a viewpoint, a stand, um, you know, the more polarized you are, the the easier the distinction is, and it's not for the sake of being polarity, polarized and, and controversial, but it's because you're passionate about it, and if you're not voicing it, somebody else is going to voice something, and you're just going to be drowned it out in in the in, in the noise. Mm-hmm. So it it comes full circle. It comes full circle because not not everything I've coached on in business have i had necessarily personal experience but i've had other experiences that are relatable and so i bridge the gap that way um i always i always especially and this is this is very 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 true for for people with children like you think you know a lot until you have a child and then the child will do things and you'll be like wow like they're so alive. They're so full of potential. They're this, that, and it draws things out of you that was dormant, and it was always in you. But I always use that as an example. It's like that 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 kid doesn't have an MBA, doesn't have a degree, doesn't have all sorts. Yet you learn something from that kid. So why are you being arrogant with me? Oh, because I haven't accomplished X, Y, and Z. You're gonna not listen. Mm. Like I'm trying to keep you from putting your foot in the pothole. <laughs> you want to step in the pothole? Go, go, so go good. step in it. <laughs> but don't say that you weren't notified, warned, or 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 coached around it. Like, oh, I love it. So, like, with with that, there's this. There can be like a a learned resistance. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to defend my right to put my foot in this pothole. <laughs> yeah, right. Um that that can come across the way, but um as I say that out loud, by the way, my guides say it's like a learned arrogance. <laughs> I hear them say that in the background. Um and I'm I'm curious because someone listening right now may be having like a period of resistance, like resisting going to the next level or resisting being more authentic, like that call to it underneath um, Mm -hmm. going on and frustrated. They may just want to throw in the towel and be like, listen, I wasn't cut out for this in the first place. Like having my business like is ruining my family, for example, like as you were saying, like you mm-hmm. want to grow the business because you want to retire the wife or something like that, or or you want to um, grow your business so that you know your your husband could, or your friend or whatever whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you're like there's this how do we say give and take sort of um, catch twenty two that we'll put ourselves in of like oh the only way that I can grow my business is if my relationships go kaput. And that's my pothole. That's what I've seen with my parents' potholes, my mm-hmm. like these people pothole. And that's the way the world works. So because that's the way the world works, I'm just gonna like try until the point I'm 
well, I'm going to throw in the towel. And I'm curious then, with with that being said, of people trying to defend their potholes or resist, like, did you ever have a moment where you could have thrown in the towel in your own journey, like in your own professional journey, and you found you were resisting something, but you know what? I'm not going to throw in the towel on my dream. Yeah, definitely. Like I was sharing earlier, I'm still pursuing to becoming that trainer. Well, there's people that have started after me that are actually training now. And I want to celebrate them. But then, you know, jealousy kicks in and I'm like, you mother. <laughs> like, how did, how did you get so far along when I started before you? Yes. You know? And I studied the material so much that I actually knew the material even better than they did. Yes. And it wasn't for lack of knowledge and knowing the, the, the material. And it was for, because I was unwilling to be um, relatable, to be in relationship with others in an intimate, vulnerable way mm. um I, I was i was also resisting going back to regular work i love this kind of work so much that i was just hiding in it volunteering helping everybody else out but i wasn't creating success and results mm. in my personal life so it took it took it it took a while for it to sink in that hey you know what maybe you should leave this on the, on the, on the back burner for a little bit and then go, you know, do for yourself and do for your life. And so the moment I started doing that, things started, you know, ramping up and going a little bit faster. Um, here's something that I, 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 I reluctantly share because it's, it's embarrassing, but it's just the fact of the matter. You know, I was, I, I, I lived at home up until I was, uh, about 32 until somebody challenged me. Then I left home, but I ended up back there uh, by the time I was 35. And I, and I got stuck. It was, I was only supposed to be there for three months. I like, I made it out. I finally made it out and thought I was going to bounce right back up. And nope, I was there until I was like maybe 37, mm. almost 38. Yeah, almost 38 because it was in June when I, when I got an opportunity to move out again. And I, and I didn't hesitate. I jumped at it and, and it's been an uh, upward ride ever since. And now I'm circling, finally circling back around to being a trainer because back then while I was in the mix of helping everybody out, I didn't have the financial resources to support my, my dream. And so that's something that I picked up on along the way where I was watching others. They had either a great, income with a with a regular you know 95 job or they had their own businesses and so they had dominance over the the domain of money and i didn't mm. so when it came to getting additional coaching or getting mentored or so on and so they could afford it and i couldn't and so it wasn't that i didn't know enough i was adamant that i knew enough <laughs> I was I was uh, a know-it-all and 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 awfully 
arrogant at that I am more transformed than you. So why are you making more money than me? Because I know the material more than you and I'm a better coach. Look, look, I graduate more people and I'm better than you, goddammit. Like, why are you a trainer? Like, who the fuck should be listening to you? <laughs> I love it. And it became... <laughs> I had to humble myself. I had to humble myself and and come to the realization that um, all of that may be true, but people were having a hard time um, bridging that gap because I was having a hard time bridging the gap. So they're like, wait a minute, I'm getting coaching. It's phenomenal. Had I known this about you beforehand, I would never have hired you. I'm thankful that I didn't know that about you and got the coaching. But wow, like I would have thought you would have been further ahead. And um, so I'm grateful for people like you that come in, and you know, because there's the spiritual aspect of it. And then there's the money aspect of it. And uh, that was something it it involved self-worth and breaking through that. Um, so running into people like you has always been a blessing because it's, it's a reminder that you don't, they don't have to be exclusive. You know, there's that mindset of money is evil, the root of all evil, blah, blah. And that's not even an accurate statement, you know, that if you have money, you can't be, you can't have spirituality. That's false too. Mm. So there was a lot of even current, like false patterns that I that I'm adjusting that I couldn't even see because I had to clear out some other stuff first so I'm evolving and growing as as I'm going and uh and learning to receive with it Mm. you know I, I I have no problem pouring out I have a problem allowing people to pour into me yes oh my gosh I'm about to do a bad there was there was plenty of times where I I got self righteous where I was like you see nobody's around nobody wants to help me out nobody's da, da, da. and then when the sh- help showed up or when it, it it was a moment for me to ask for it I was like no it's okay I'll do it myself <laughs> yes. but then I got to be right about nobody's there and then it, it just cycles over and over it's like okay well where where were we where were you it's like I asked you I was like. Well, I didn't hear it. So you should have been louder. Like something. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't. And I just couldn't hear it. I just could not hear it. And I didn't want to hear it. Because the bigger thing here. Where the majority of, of coaching or, or leadership or anything. One of the biggest pillars. And probably the only pillar that really sustains all of it. Is a willingness to be responsible personal responsibility for your life, for my life, for what I create, what I interpret, what I make up about things, how I respond to things, how I react to things. Because a lot of people think that their reaction is a response when in fact it's an automatic. You didn't even pause to think about it. You just did it. And oftentimes we, we say things, I say things like, well, you made me do it or you made me feel like it. Like, like you were saying, you, they just, I just passed the potato along. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until, you know, people 
you know, you know, surrounding myself where like, wait, hold on. Did you just give your potato away? <laughs> like, no. Like, uh, here it is. Here's here's your potato. <laughs> Fuck you. So it's a different place to operate from and 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 it's not always fun. Like as as good as I am holding people to it, I'm like I'm I'm amazing at it, you know. Do I want to avoid it at times? Yes, of course I want to avoid it at times. Do I avoid it when I get agitated or angry real quickly? Uh yeah. My ego does not want to be responsible for everything in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to toot that victim horn. But what helped was learning a, a distinction between being victimized and being a victim. Mm-hmm. So shifting into that. And so, the, yeah, there was plenty of times where I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. And I'm, I think this kind of work is way too important, especially given the current situation in, in life right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of uh, healing to be done, and so when you have a big enough why, a big, a powerful enough vision, um, you're gonna feel like quitting because it's so big that it may take years to accomplish, and some of it you may never even see to fruition. You know, I'm looking to transform the world. I may not be around to see that actual shift in consciousness. But that fulfillment I get when making a difference in people's lives, it uh, it fuels me. So find ways to, to, to fuel yourself. Um, for me, it's been uh, music. It's been friends it's been um family and and new and new adventures um and there's been times i i've had to evaluate so in a sense i quit the pursuit of coaching in order to go heal so that i could come back to it so sometimes quitting is not really quitting it's just putting it on pause because mm-hmm. there's other things that need to need to need to be uh uh looked at and, and resolved and so having the, the the support base um and then working with with uh your natural gifts and talents because there's some people that want to be certain things that are not within their wheelhouse because they're just not created that way so they're resisting themselves in a sense Mm. Mm -hmm. not realizing their natural talents and the gift that they are and what they can contribute to the world instead they want to do something else because society said so or their parents said so or cultural things or whatever it is and so Know what your natural talents are. Know how you can serve and give. It's probably something that comes naturally. And that you take for granted that you don't know that it is. It, it's happened to me. Where I think it's like, it's 
everybody has it, right? Everybody does this. Right? This is no big deal. It's no big deal that I did this. Uh-huh. No, it doesn't come naturally to everybody. So. so true. Nope. And Jorge, you like you're an amazing storyteller, by the way. Um, and sharing <laughs> like the the like even the parts where you were giving your potato away, like I kept hearing my guide saying, and that's why he's qualified to do what he does. And that's why he's qualified to be an excellent coach. Um, like having, ex having your own unique constitution and been on your own journey, like owning that uh, mm -hmm. and owning the fact that like, yeah, I'm getting pissed off right now, I'm getting tired of listening or yeah, I'm getting like, yeah, I'm not going to ask, like allow your help and all that type You're your unique constitution gives you <laughs> the ability to be the right guide um, mm -hmm. for like the types of people who need you. And I'm just so excited to to get to witness that and celebrate that. Yeah. And, yeah. My my mother was a, a huge influence on it. So here's another moment where I I wanted to quit. I was I was participating in the LAPD Explorer program. So it's basically like the Boy Scouts, but for the police department. And they put you through an, an academy and they changed the format because before you used to go to like El Toro Marine Base for like two weeks straight and you just went through that and it's like a mini boot camp. Well, this format had us go to the police academy every weekend. And so my mother would get up at 4.30 in the morning with me so that she could drop me off at 6 in the morning so that we could then drive from the station uh, as a group um, and then she would pick me up in the evening around 10 o'clock and she did that every weekend for 17 weekends in a row and I wanted to quit I wanted to quit I did not want to get yelled at I didn't know I don't want to march I did I wanted to because I I wanted the result but the actual going through the trenches did not I wanted to quit I wanted to quit and they broke me down to the point where I was physically tired, mentally tired, emotionally tired, and I wanted to quit. And if it wasn't for her, I probably would have quit. And so I've experienced being held my feet to the fire and um, I got to graduate as the number one recruit for that class uh, as a result. Um, nobody was more shocked than myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make it. Aww. I wasn't trying to be the best. And there was and and somebody else got to experience what I explained earlier where he was more physically agile than me. He was more uh, intelligent in in certain things, but overall combination wise, I put the higher scores combined. Kind of like at decathlon, you don't have to win one event. You could come in second on all of them, but still end up number one overall. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been I've been through some stuff. There's a lot, a lot, plenty, plenty <laughs> that I could share and relate to. But Yay! when it comes to wanting to quit, yeah. uh, you don't you don't ever you don't ever fail until you decide that you're not not gonna play anymore. Mm. So failure is part of the journey. 
and Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta keep you gotta keep on going and remember why you're doing what you're doing. A hundred percent. This too been... shall pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, Jorge, like, gosh, it is raining golden nuggets here. Like, I know for those who are listening in right now, there's uh, there's someone who's listening in where the things that you've been saying were right on time right on time and you know me i'm a celebrant so like where do we get to go to celebrate you to connect to support to to be a part of what you're doing in the world where are we going (laughs) certainly certainly so you could uh easily find me at amplifymyimpact.com where i am in partnership with uh my business partner cassie brown uh, there, there's going to be resources uh, that you can you can take advantage uh, absolutely for free, so that you get to know us. Uh, Cassie uh, runs a, a podcast. Uh, I'm going to be running my my own podcast as well, in, uh, in congruence with hers. Um, we actually played around with a little segment called Pancakes with Jorge. Hi. <laughs> where I just serve up a dish of, of reality and. And it, be, it actually happened. I actually cooked pancakes at one event, and that's how the title came about. And if uh, if you have a, a, a business and you want to uh, be able to market online and get some uh, coaching around that strategies, uh, you could definitely apply. We don't take we don't work with just anyone, and uh, we need to know that you're at the right place in your business to be able to take something like this on. Uh, because we've seen in the past where people jump into coaching programs on a on a whim on a on a wish, hoping that they're gonna you know turn their li- whole life around in the next three months and and it's possible, but for those that don't adjust quickly enough, it may take a little longer. And if you put your last bit of savings, that that just doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't set you up to win. And it doesn't set up us up to support you to win mm-hmm. and so we're very very um uh we do our due diligence and making sure that uh you're the right fit and that we can actually support you uh, i love winning and if i can't guarantee or make sure that you could win then then i'm gonna refer you to somebody that can because you deserve a win and and i certainly look to win as well and and that's the whole premise behind a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> so if I could improve your life and make you more money, you'll be happy to pay me that money. And so when I can't do that or I don't feel it's, it's the appropriate time, I, I refer people out or I give you additional resources to get you to that point so that you could take advantage of it down the line. So there is an application process for that. You just can't buy it just because, yeah. even if you could afford it. I love it. This is so good. And thank you for giving us the realness. There's so many people in the coaching industry are like, and we're going to do this. And we're gonna da, 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 da. Like, thank you for not. <laughs> 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 thank you for the realness. Like, honestly. yeah, yeah. If, if, if given that, that people are listening, look, go to YouTube and look up the shit coaches say. 
that is something that I am like, like I resist. I resist because you know the a lot of coaches sound the same, mm-hmm. and I try not to use the jargon. I try to use everyday regular English, uh, and call a spade a spade, and and that's that's how it is. But it's a good laugh. It's a definitely a good laugh. If 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 you see what that video and you 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 see that in in the in the industry and that might be something to to reflect on and and be like hmm. Are they up to par? Can they tell me what I need to hear? Are they going to have the courage to, you know, confront me? Because that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. You're paying for them to get you to a result, not to be your best friend. Yeah. It's possible to be friends at the same time, but uh, that needs to take a backseat. And, you know, you're paying for a, a service and, and a result. So that's where my practical side comes out and just lay it all out yeah i love it oh my gosh i love that so much i'm going to definitely check that i can't wait oh my gosh and i also am excited to peep at your website and your podcasts oh my goodness yeah. um, season two oh. season two with cassie uh is is uh actually launched just this uh yesterday and, Yay! and so I, I oftentimes join her. We just completed a series of uh, the, the Heart of Connection yeah. where we uh, talk about connecting and how to connect on, on the intellectual level, the uh, visual level, the emotional level. Uh, there's four components to it and, and the uh, verbal, the actual words. And so, What's I, the name of the podcast? Amplify. Oh, easy. (laughs) Yay. Oh my gosh. I love it. So go check it out, everyone listening in. And oh my gosh, Jorge, thank you from the bottom of my heart for shining your light here, Jorge. You're the best. Thank you for having me. (laughs) My pleasure. Turning it over to our listeners now. So this, like, if this is your first time coming to the Journeypreneur podcast, welcome. Please make sure that you go and hit that subscribe button on t- iTunes so that you get these episodes first every time they come out. While you're at it, if you haven't yet, leave us a five-star review because my favorite part is the comments section. This is episode 122 uh, with Jorge Vasquez from AmplifyMyImpact.com. Type in that comments, like, what was your favorite nugget of awesomeness? Like, what potato did you get back today? <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Jorge, sharing his awesome story so openly and vulnerably. Like, I would love to get to hear your stories. And all the hugs and love. Thank you for those of you who have left your five-star review and are sharing your stories. I feel your love. I'm surrounded by it. We are based in it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, tribe. And... With that being said, we're going to bring this podcast episode to a close, and we say the same thing every time. Please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business, and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.